Hello everyone. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about social media and the impact that it's having on our brains and our society and just our perspectives of the world. But I'm going to focus primarily on TikTok because that is a new technology that seems to be taking the world by storm. So, I don't know if you know, but there's this documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma, and it's directed by a guy named Tristan Harris, and he was a design emphasis, what is it, design analyst at Google, who attempted to make Google more ethical for the people who were using it. And he actually left Google for ethical reasons because he felt as if Google was impacting people in ways they didn't even understand and there was some malevolence going on. And so he helped create this documentary with all of these different people from the tech companies like Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, etc. Google, you can name them all. And they actually stand up and say that explain the psychology that's occurring when you're using the apps and kind of explain all the different problems that have occurred from these tech companies and how these tech companies are now the richest companies in the world by far. Trillion dollar market cap valuations and and just a lot of cash associated with these tech companies. And after watching that, and hearing all of the consequences of these tech companies and how they harvest all this data, I, I was terrified. Actually, I actually deleted Instagram and deleted Facebook and pretty much stayed off social media for the most part. I use Snapchat as a communication method, but other than that, I didn't really touch social media for a good eight months and it was refreshing. And because it was eye-opening to see the different effects. I could get into the different effects at another time in a different episode, but today I'm wanting to mainly focus on TikTok and just because I've been hearing some statistics and reading some articles about it that kind of sparked my mind. So, So over the past, I don't know, 60 years, maybe 70 years, since TV has been available and radio. Well, people would said in the beginning when TV was created, oh, TV is going to rob people's brains, people's attention spans are going to get lower, people's productivity are going to decrease. And some of those things were true. A lot of people do spend a lot of time watching the screen. And, and as time moved on, video games became a thing. And then cell phones and then super advanced video games and now super advanced cell phones and all of these things try to attract our attention and are becoming more and more fast paced. And we've been evolving or we haven't evolved that much. Technology has evolved a ton, but our human brain really hasn't. And we're used to being in hunter gatherer tribes where you would have to put in a lot of effort to get food because you'd have to either search it out, find berries or go hunt a gazelle and you'd have to put in the work to clean it and cook it. And, and 
all of that pain that you had to go through yielded a ton of pleasure at the end of the day, the feeling of accomplishment, feeling of getting something done, etc. Nowadays, we have less adversity and we have less challenges to jump through each day. Sometimes our food can be delivered right to our door with the press of a button. And information can be found within a click of a button on your phone. And it doesn't take that much hard work. So a lot of people spend time on their phones without having to put in that much effort. And so they, they don't feel that rewarded at the end of the day. They might feel entertained, but not really fulfilled. And I feel like that's very true, especially when I spend a day either scrolling through social media quite a bit or playing a video game. I notice that when I do those things, my life isn't as meaningful. And so I've kind of trained myself, all right, take a lot of time to work, maybe record an episode, go to the gym, lift something heavy metaphorically, and you will get a lot more out of your day. And maybe you could enjoy like five, 10 minutes of social media time if you wanted. And I figured out that if I balance those things out and have a lot of adversity and a lot of challenges and a lot of situations where I'm put in an uncomfortable situation, I grow as a person. Versus if I just stayed on a screen most of the day, scrolling it and looking at other people's lives, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel as accomplished and I wouldn't actually enjoy myself as much. But... Now I'm going to give you some TikTok statistics. I just thought they were interesting. So currently, TikTok has 1 billion active monthly users. It's not quite as large as Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat, but it's a pretty new technology, and it's already grown to a billion. 47% of those users are between 10 and 29 years old. Most content creators that you'd see on this app are 18 to 24 years old. And it says kids under 15 typically spend 75 minutes or more a day looking at videos. And the average video length is 15 seconds. TikTok is endless. That For You page, if you keep scrolling, it'll never end. You can keep scrolling for in, indefinitely. And so, like, I was reading into some neuroscience, and it says that every time you see a new video that you like, dopamine will hit you. And sometimes if these videos are only 15 seconds, you'll get a shot of dopamine every 15, 20, 30 seconds, especially if you really enjoy with the content. And, and because you get used to that quick dopamine hit, quick hit every 15 minutes, it entertains you, it stimulates you, makes you interested. When you get out of the screen, whether that is TikTok, YouTube Reels, Instagram Reels, or I guess it was YouTube Shorts, Snapchat Vids, Facebook Vids, all of these things that are now shorter timelines, when you get out into the real world and you have to wait in line, or if you have to sit through a presentation, or even if you're like going to go to a movie, people are becoming more and more impatient, it seems. This, there's been studies that show that people are willing to wait a lot less because they they expect everything to happen now. 
the way they want it quickly. And it just seems like we're, especially when you're a young child and you get used to that quick dopamine hit, you're not going to really enjoy the real world as much because the real world doesn't give you that shot of dopamine every 15 seconds like these videos of things that are tailored to your interests are. And that's why when I have kids, when that day comes, I want to suggest to them and lead by example to be a person who isn't really on their phone that much, spends their time outside, spends their time talking to people, socializing, instead of spending time looking at an app and being entertained by things that really aren't that useful to me. And so I read a few articles in the Wall Street Journal about how kids are becoming less and less social. And I think COVID really accelerated that. When you're around ages four to five or three to four to five, you hit this developmental stage of for socialization that is crucial to your development over the long term. If you spend your time when you're three, four, and five years old socializing with other children, hanging out and talk and playing with your parents and with your siblings, you most likely will develop into a, a reasonably social person who can play play once you're an adult in social settings where you can negotiate, give and take, make jokes, and etc. But if you don't go through enough socialization when you're three to four to five years old, the data shows that you probably won't ever be as social as you could be, could have been, and that the consequences will last your entire life. And I really think this has been accelerated after COVID. Once COVID hit, people were told to stay at home, not see other people, and and electronics were something that were a great pacifier for people, myself included. I wasn't able to see as many of my friends, so I enjoyed sitting on my computer and playing video games or just watching YouTube or listening to podcasts or audiobooks. But I happened to be lucky and I was already 20 by the or 19 by the time this COVID came. And so I was blessed to have quite a bit of development already occur. But I'm seeing children who are maybe five, six, four, three, etc. when COVID hit and they were told that they couldn't see other kids and they were told that they had to stay on a screen to do their school. And I worry for them that they aren't going to be able to socialize as well as people like my age or the people older than me were able to. And that worries me quite a lot. And now that our world is so run by technology and working from home is such a possibility, these electronics are such a huge part of our lives that it's it seems as if you don't necessarily have to be as social as you used to be. You can sit on your computer at home to, and do a meeting with someone instead of having to actually go meet them. And yeah, so that's a bit of a worry of mine, but I'm still optimistic and I hope that people can still do activities like sports or after school activities where they're forced to negotiate real time with someone in person. And I hope that occurs, but 
seems as if even people my age, like when I'm walking through Western's campus, seems like a lot of people, the instant they get into a situation that's maybe uncomfortable or, you know, they're waiting in line or they're just, there's a bit of a time in which you just have to sit and wait for class to start or people just, oh, there's signs. I'm just going to grab my phone and just look down and check it. And, and I just, and I'm like, these people aren't going to be the best type of employees that these co- these employers are going to want to hire if they can't even socialize or if they have such a hard time socializing or if they're quite uncomfortable uncom- even opening their mouth. And that, that worries me a little bit because to be successful in this world, you really need to know how to write. You need to know how to speak. And both of things, both of those things are forms of thinking. So really you just need to know how to think. And it seems as if people aren't reading, writing, and speaking that much. And they are mainly just consuming info through 15 second videos a lot of the time. Maybe videos that aren't that educational, but are more for entertainment. It said something like 80, no, it was 67% of people on TikTok are there for entertainment, entertainment purposes only. And I have no problem with that, but there's not that much education that's occurring within TikTok. Don't get me wrong. You can learn all kinds of things scrolling an app and see, seeing different tricks and tips and etc. But if the majority of your time you're, you're just being entertained and it's drawing you in again and again and again, you aren't really going to be learning that much and you aren't going to be really be put in a situation where you're uncomfortable having to grow and having to learn. And so... So, going back to the social dilemma, the social dilemma kind of explained that these technology apps will track exactly how long you looked at a video, for how long you looked at a picture, if you scrolled and then went back to do a double take on that picture, what accounts you interact with the most, what accounts you click on, what pictures and videos grab your attention the most, and it will go into that algorithm instantly. And the next time you press refresh, a new set of videos and pictures will appear. I'm talking Instagram and Facebook specifically. You will get a new customized feed. Let's say you just found a skateboard video that you found amazing and you liked it. You then pressed on the page of that profile and you started scrolling and you started looking at other videos. Do that for a little bit and then press refresh on your homepage. You're going to get, or on your explore page, you're going to get put, there's going to be skateboard videos more in the in the distribution of things that are shown to you than before and if you keep looking at skateboard videos that's going to be now the main thing that it's going to recommend you and so you may you may or may not realize that it it might it makes quite a lot of sense because the things that grab your attention and interest you the app that really wants to keep your attention are going to keep feeding things like that towards you and I used to have this perception that, oh, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, whatever else, all of these apps are free. They don't cost any money. You could access them for free. All you got to do is sign up, add in your information, and move. Move on. Boom. You, you can use it for free. Little did I know until the social dilemma where they really actually explained it to me is that these tech companies make such a large amount of money 
because advertisers are willing to pay money to Instagram, to Facebook, to Google, to YouTube, all of these people, uh, because they have algorithms that know people so well. Let's say you just looked at a razor on Google. Google is now going to sell that information over to Instagram, and now there's going to be a razor company that's going to sell or that is going to pay Instagram money for Instagram to show that razor ad to you on Instagram because they are aware that hmm, you're looking at razors. That targeted marketing is the best form of marketing, and these Insta these social media companies have such a huge monopoly on personal data. They know each person almost more than we know ourselves. They know what interests us. They know exactly how long we've looked at videos. They know what our what our questions were back in the day. They they can remember it more than our human brains can remember. And I was talking to one guy named Alex in one of my classes and he said that on TikTok, which I don't even have this app because I've heard a lot of people say that it grabs their attention and I'm already busy enough. I don't want to spend any time on this app that grabs attention and honestly wastes my time. But I heard from a guy named Alex that his roommates, they they have TikTok and the majority of the videos on their For You page, which is practically the page that tailors videos and pictures and to their, tailors it to your interests. Most of their videos on there were videos of girls dancing, girls that aren't necessarily fully clothed or, or dressing scandalously. And, and I'm like, man, that's a, there's a large amount of people who will just scroll videos of girls dancing. And, and in my opinion, that doesn't do good things for girls or guys. For guys, it, it gives them this consumerism type behavior. Ooh, I want this kind of girl. Oh, I want this one. Oh, this girl is attractive. Oh, I want her. Oh, she's better than mine. Ooh, I'm just going to fantasize about her more. And for girls, they have this, they have this constant weight on their shoulders telling them, you are not a pretty enough. There are other girls more pretty. You're not getting enough likes. All the this one girl is getting way more likes than you. You just will never be as attractive as her. And it just and it sows this doubt within these girls' hearts and they they're falling into depression and they're falling into even higher rates of suicide. And guys are watching porn at higher rates than ever before. And it's just this trap in some sense where a lot of people's attention are being put on to girls who are dancing for attention and guys are enjoying that kind of content and will waste a lot of their time looking at women when instead they could be going out into the world, becoming the person they want to be and attracting the type of girls they'd want to attract. And so to me, it seems like the porn companies might be paying Instagram and uh, TikTok and different companies money to promote videos of girls that are dressed not that clothed so that because the instant guys start seeing that the next step in their mind is hmm I could go to the next level now I could go to porn this Instagram or this Snapchat or this TikTok was a warm up now I'm in the mood and so 
in my opinion, it's just there's some corruption going on and it's giving guys an unfair standard of beauty to put on to girls and it's giving girls this unfair standard of beauty to put on to themselves and it's it's pretty terrifying. One stat that really caught my eye is that China graduates more engineers every 1.5 years than we have engineers. So every year and a half or so, China pumps out more engineers than the United States has engineers. And you might be saying, why do I care about that stat? And, well, engineers are a really useful major. People who have engineering degrees have capabilities that other people may not have when it comes to designing new ideas, making implementations into businesses, and increasing efficiency of every day-to-day life and improving technologies. And if China is pumping out more engineers every 1.5 years than we have engineers, they are the, the transformation that they're going to have technologically and just as a country is going to be at a, at a much higher rate than ours. And in my opinion, one of the main reasons why that's the case is because China has this authoritarian government that actually dictates how their version of TikTok in China impacts people in their country. So China actually makes it so that young children are not even allowed on apps like TikTok because they don't want children to spend that much time on electronic devices. They want them to spend time socializing. They also put time limits. Oh, you've been watching for X amount of time. You are now, you have to get off and go take a walk, go eat some lunch, go do something else. It will force you. There's no way you can get around that governmental regulation. And and also, the pretty much the only content that is promoted on people's For You pages are videos of engineers, scientists, mathematicians, physicists, etc., and they and that's what young people look up to in that society. Wow, look at that scientist creating that new technology, doing that study, or that mathematician figuring out this new algorithm or doing calculus and and all of these kids now have these role models of people who are pursuing degrees of STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. And whereas if you Look at the dichotomy between that and America. America, what is promoted on Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok is a lot of girls just dancing, a lot of influencers, people who look attractive, who try to promote that they have such a amazing life, lavish lifestyle. And all these people, they don't have many, all these younger Americans, they don't have that many dreams and goals. They want to have passive income from their OnlyFans or from their Instagram ads, and they want to live a lavish lifestyle where they can just be an influencer in people's lives and have them waste time on apps, scrolling, at looking at them, coveting over them, lusting over them, etc. And we just... The difference there is crazy to me, and and that's why I think 
erasing social media and or trying to tailor your social media to things that are incredibly useful. Like a lot of my social media recommended are business tips, investing, motivation, psychology, philosophy, those kinds of things. And when you feed your brain with things like that, that make you think, that makes you question, make you pursue goals and passions, you'll actually be the kind of person that you're wanting to be. And if you look at girls all day and want to covet their lifestyle, you probably won't amount to as much and you'll be a person who's resentful and who's high in anxiety and who's depressed and it just doesn't seem like a very good route but I do know a lot of people who spend their time just looking at videos like that like I went to this one party and this one guy was in charge of like the TV and he was putting on videos of this one girl doing dances and I was like why are we watching this what are we gonna learn from this and he said oh they're fun to watch and I was like it's it's almost like it's second nature to some people to just watch things like that. And I don't know, it, it just doesn't seem like a good use of time. And well, I kind of talked about TikTok, just some stats, but also just social media in general. And also just the difference between America and China in regards to how social media is dictated in America, there's kind of freedom of, you know, we live in a free country, so you're free to do whatever you want, which is a good thing. But there are cons in the sense that you're free to spend 24 hours of your 24 hours looking at a screen and and coveting and lusting and being unproductive and hating your life and falling into a pit of depression. You're free to do that. But... I'm recommending to you go and search something interesting that you really you find interesting. Read a book about it. Listen to an audiobook. Listen to a podcast. Go out and take a run. Go and go and meet an old friend. Build a bridge between a connection that you and if you and your old friend kind of have a falling out, try to rebuild that. Do something in real life that will make you feel like you accomplished something. Try your best to decrease the amount of time you spend on the phones and computers and TVs because life is incredibly short. And if you look at your screen report, do you really want to see that you spent one-third to one-fifth of your life on a device, not interacting with people, not getting things done, not utilizing your full potential? I don't think you want that. I don't want that. So that's my goal to you all. Try your best to get out of your comfort zone. Go do something that makes you feel uncomfortable. Go meet someone new. Go try something new. And go see the potential that you have and and utilize it. You'll make a difference in your life, the lives around you, and you will ultimately change the world with your actions. So go out and do it. Maybe delete TikTok while you're at it. Farewell, everyone.